The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your attorney, accountant, financial advisor, or tax advisor prior to investing. This show contains forward-looking statements that may not come true. Securities Investment Advisory Services offered through Grove Point Financial, member FINRA SIPC, Grove Point Financial, and Kelch Associates are unaffiliated companies. And folks, this program is intended for Wisconsin residents only. There we go. It is uh, nine minutes after eight o'clock now on AM 550 FM 99.9 WSAU online at WSAU.com as well. I'm WSAU News Director Mike Leishner joined live in studio today by Merle Kelch. Merle, good morning. It you is I. It. Yes. I is here. You made it. Tis is me. This may be a long show, folks. I think uh, somebody <laughs> somebody needs to uh, recalibrate. We may need to pl- unplug Merle and plug him back in. Uh, as, like a reset. Yes. Yeah, as the, a hard as reset the, uh, back. Yes, a hard reset. Yeah, there we go. Not it. just hitting the reset button in the back, just actually physically unplugging and plugging back in like you do the modem. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Merle, um, I guess you could say uh, not exactly a uh, a big week, but still a big week. I mean, I'm sure you're. I'm sure you left uh, the office on Friday. Probably on yeah, cloud nine. It, it was it was it was a Weren't good day you? on Friday, that's for sure. Um, uh, yeah, the S and P five hundred setting a S&P, record high at one point. Well, it, it was a record high after five hundred twenty some days, so near two years before we broke through. Uh-huh. Um, and so we got some articles we'll pop up and talk about that. But you know, so the, the market jumped up. It looked good. Consumer sentiment was through the roof. People think things are uh, oh, you know better than they were. Let me make sure I say it that way. Uh, sales in December were good from a consumer sentiment standpoint for Christmas. So. Happy, happy, happy. Um, mm-hmm. and it just turns out it, it looks to be a, a really good thing. And our Packers play today. Yeah, so, that's, yeah, that's true. You know, folks, just to show you the commitment I have to our team, to the Green Bay Packers, who, uh, by the way, um, Mike, yeah. you may not have it, but if you're born in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. under religion, Packers is one of the options. Right. You know, uh, whether it's Catholic I've been or told, yes. uh, Jewish, but you have Packers. Yeah. So there I was at 6 this morning at minus 4, yes, I measured, getting the smoker ready to make sure we have some good smoked meat for the Packer game tonight. So that shows you the amount of commitment that I have to my game. Solid, solid work. Or my yeah. belly, whichever. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or yes. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. 715-845-2155 is the number to call if you have a question for Merle or if you want uh, to know which in, uh, meats he is smoking and uh, what he recommends. And where, you rec- where to meet. Yes. Yeah. Uh, for, uh, for the Packers <laughs> game today for the menu. But yes, uh, so 715-845-2155 is the number to call. We'd be happy to talk with you on air. Uh, Merle, yeah, yeah The uh, my question for you was going to be, on a day like that, I mean, you leave the office, you see record highs, you see everybody's making money all over the board. Uh, that's That's got to be where you leave and you say, man, this is what I'm here for because I just made a lot of people a lot of money today. You know, there's truth to that. Um, the, the part that really gives me a lot of satisfaction, and by the way, if you're one of my clients listening, note this for Monday. Um, I really love it when a client calls up and says, hey, I appreciate what you do. Um, <laughs> this is awesome. Because usually what you get is, you know, we bought this and it went down. <laughs> oh, God. And, uh, yeah, but it also went up the next day, too. Well, no, they don't. you don't hear that part. Right. You only hear it when it went down. You never hear when it went up. And so I'm picking out one of my friends who's also a client, um, uh, you know, some time ago, and I'm just simply telling a war story here, folks. We bought some AMD for him. I said, just buy it. It should probably be a pretty good stock. And I'm not recommending you go out and buy mm-hmm. um, um, uh, AMD. So, so listen, I'm just telling you a story, folks. 
So we bought this stock. How's that? Uh, mm-hmm. We bought this stock. And it was bouncing around, bouncing around. I said, you know, we're buying it for the long term. So let's just go ahead and buy it and get it done. So it dropped down a little bit, and I think we bought it at 112. And then it went down to like 108. And, oh, God, I heard the grumbling like you wouldn't believe. Well, now that it's at like 160, he doesn't call and say, hey, good job. I should have listened to you. No, no, no. We don't hear that part. Uh, you know, and so, uh, but that's all the nature of the course. You know, I've been doing this 35 years. I just looked at the math. Next month will be 35 years I've been in this business. And mm-hmm. it's always been that way. Rarely do you hear, hey, thanks. Uh, that worked out pretty well. So for those few of you that have done that, um, um, I thank you because that's kind of cool. But just to tell you, going back to your original statement, looking at the year-end numbers, uh, because of November, December, happy, 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 you mm-hmm. know, if I can uh, steal somebody else's term. But um, good stuff. It's been great. Yeah, and, and uh, record high territory for most uh, everything on uh, on Friday, from what I understand. At least that's what our uh, Your Money Now report yeah. said, which you hear every day at around 520 during Mark Levin here, uh, as long as I remember to download it and uh, log it, of course. Mm-hmm. But uh, w- what... Uh, at that point, on that note, though, we also have to say, okay, at what point do you kind of temper the enthusiasm and say, wait a minute, one day does not a 401k make? It does not. So you know, when we look at this, and, and I'm, I'm uh, pulling excerpts out of an article by Isabel Wang called the S&P 500 closes at a new record high. Here's what history tells us and says could happen next. So inside of the article, they, they talk about this. And again, um, uh, folks... I'm supposed to interject articles rather than personal opinion as much as possible. So here we go. Um, But in here, uh, Friday's move broke 512 trading days without a fresh record close. And it's been a long time since that happened. And so it finally took off. The markets went up. um, So we're all doing pretty good with that. So the range is usually around 47 to 4,800. We went over that. So the market went up. And so what happens then typically is it tends to be a breakout. And so it drives that performance even higher um, as part of the article. And so in here, um, when you read it and it breaks out, it says Steve Sosnek from this article, Steve Chief Strategist at Interactive Brokers. And so typically when you break a high, it tends to run the marketplace up. So, of course, the counterpoint, which is one of the things I love from MarketWatch.com, is if we take a look at the VIX. Now, most people go, what's the VIX? Is that the old quarterback from the Atlanta Falcons? No, it's not. The, the uh, it's uh, not cold VIX. remedy? Yeah. What's that? The cold remedy? Oh, even better. Yeah. It's not uh, It's not the cold remedy either. Not the either, cold but remedy? The, okay, not the, the vapor remedy. VIX is a volatility gauge inside of the marketplace. And uh, long story short, how it's measured is the one-month increments of what the futures are doing inside of the marketplace. And so from that, if the futures are pulling up or moving up or pulling down, that tends to create what they call a fear index. And it actually is relatively predicting. And so in here, they said when the we start seeing the Fear starting to drop, it usually means that the marketplace and people starting to get out of the marketplace or uh, that people believe that things are settling down from an economic front. Um, and interestingly enough, the marketplace, as far as the futures go, have been dropping over the course of the last three months. And as a result of that, so that either means that the uh, implied volatility of the S&P 500 is going backwards because we think it's great or the market's going down. But interestingly enough, the profits that are coming out of the last quarter things are okay we're doing just fine yeah and- uh the job numbers are okay unemployment's mm-hmm. doing good so 
Uh, yeah, consumer sentiment from Michigan. Um, everybody's saying things are good in that consumer se- uh, sentiment measure. And I like to pick on our friends from Michigan, which my wife is a Michigander. Um, they just drink a lot in the wintertime, so they don't have nothing else to do. Nonetheless, right. um, uh, in here, um, you know, we're, we're moving forward. We don't see the world falling apart. Are you sure about that? The sky so is far. The sky is not falling. It's still up there. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to check again at about 920 <laughs> tonight after uh, after the third quarter of the Packers game. He's Merle Kelch. We're making uh, financial sense here on AM 550 FM 99.9 WSAU and online at WSAU.com as well. As always, our chatter is just filler for your phone calls at 715-845-2155. So if you have a question for Merle, uh, give us a call. We'd be happy to connect with you. If we are chatting, it means we don't have any phone calls. So the phone line is open. We'll be back with more after this here on WSAU. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your attorney, accountant, financial advisor, or tax advisor prior to investing. This show contains forward-looking statements that may not come true. Securities Investment Advisory Services offered through Grove Point Financial, member FINRA SIPC, Grove Point Financial, and Kelch Associates are unaffiliated companies. And folks, this program is intended for Wisconsin residents only. It is 20 minutes after 8 o'clock on AM 550 FM 99.9 WSAU and online at WSAU.com as well. Do not let the sunny skies fool you outside. Uh, We do still have some bitterly cold temperatures, but that could be changing over the next couple of days. We may get back up to freezing by Monday. Nice. Merle just did his happy dance, which you do not want to see, folks. What oh, I there's have a lot ju- of jiggling. Yeah, what I have just seen is something that is not fit for human consumption. Uh, 715-845-2155 is the number to call. Again, I'm WSAU News Director Mike Leishner. And what I like about uh, you know being able to do this, again, I, I say this is the best part of my uh, broadcast week. The best one hour here is uh, what we spend live on the air here with Making Financial Sense. Every now and then, um, these two... Uh, portions of my job description collide that is the news director portion and of course the live on air portion with merle kelch and uh, that happened this week we have a proposal in madison now it is called the wis kids initiative Mm -hmm. that would give every child born in or adopted in wisconsin an automatic 25 dollars into a uh five correct me if i get the numbers right yeah Mm -hmm. 529 savings plan which is uh, kind of a college savings plan, correct? Yeah, it's a, it's a college savings plan that goes for kids. Um, and it's not just a Wisconsin thing, it's national. But the money goes in for school, it grows tax-free, comes out tax-free, as long as you're using it for the term that's called a qualified educational expense. A Corvette does not count. Yes, mm-hmm. somebody tried it. Whoa. Yeah, well, another conversation story in here. But, <laughs> Again. You know, what's interesting in here is is folks, um, uh, you know, hats off to Mike because he said, what about this article? So he sent it to me earlier in the week. And so I put a lot of thought to this. Mm-hmm. My initial reaction is that I usually have when politicians try to do this stuff because, you know, we have a long history of politicians doing stuff to try to garner votes. You know, You're kidding. Free votes or free phones, um, you know. Um, we're going to cancel all your debt. I mean, all kinds You're of stuff kidding. going on for years. Who that, knew? Whoa, Who knew? Never. And immediately never. I thought, oh, no, now who's trying to propose something for getting free votes? And so I looked through, and you gave me the article, and I read the article. Mm-hmm. And I went through, and I said, you know, actually, I don't think it's all that bad of an idea, and how they're approaching is a pretty good idea. And so let me give you what the article is and what's being proposed by uh, a, a Democrat and Republican side of our state uh, capital, 
um, and they're looking for somebody's sponsorship to run it through and, and make it their own and run it through. Mm-hmm. And, and that is, is that, you know, people are having um, uh, problems getting their kids to school. Yes, we have tardy, tardiness with kindergartners. <laughs> How the <laughs> do you not get your kindergartner to school? Nonetheless, so the state is going to do it. They want to do a study, and they want to do it in a couple of different areas, places where they're having tardiness uh, uh, and so forth. Um, they want to do a kindergartners and 12th graders and say, okay, in here we're going to do some incentive and try to get these kids. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm mixing up articles. Um, uh, that's one from Ohio, but that's another sure. conversation. Um, but they want to try to, uh, to bolster um, money getting put away for kids and for mm-hmm. school. And in doing so, they want to make it so that if you have a child born in Wisconsin, immediately $25 goes into a 529 plan. Not necessarily for votes. And yes, I said it that way. It's not for votes. But to try to get it so that people start putting money away inside of a 529 plan. One of the complaints that they hear is that, geez, I just forget about it. I don't have time. And guess what, folks? I'm in the investment world, and I didn't have time for a long time until I finally got a chance to get it done. And that is, thanks God, to my assistant for my assistance because I said, okay, I got to do this. Do it for me. And so they took care of it because I didn't have time to do it myself. Sure. And so I really like that idea. And I think in doing so, um, it would actually have people that's then start getting more 529 plans um, and, and putting more money away because it's already established. Uh, you could ask right there on the spot, do you want to continue to keep putting $25 a month into it? Um, some of that nature. And, and I, I really like the idea. I, I think it's a good idea. I think it's a good plan for Wisconsin that's going forward. Other article, which I don't have in here, I do have it saved so I can cite it. Um, Ohio went through and did a study and said, hey, um, we think we're going to do something different for um, our kids in Ohio because we have tardiness. So what we're going to do um, is we're going to propose paying them if they go to school. And okay. I had a whole bunch of initial thoughts on that. Um, probably not a lot of them were good. <laughs> I, but I, I would have been a little more motivated if that was a thing in South Dakota in 2004. I can promise you that. Yeah. So so I, I thought to this thing, and, and again, again, we're going through the article with uh, Wisconsin's 529 plan, and, and it's, uh, oh, geez, I'm, I suppose I should cite the article. We do have it up here. Um, so, so I thought to myself, you know, putting some thoughts on both sides of this world, you know, maybe somebody in Wisconsin or Ohio or another state should be really, really bold in what they do. Um, if you're a politician and you have certain criteria that you meet during high school, um, not only do you get a scholarship, you get free school. So in this, we have tech schools all over the place. Mm-hmm. Great one here in Wisconsin or in, in, in Wausau, in the central part of the state. But let's say you maintain a 3.0 average and you have a 90% um, uh, attendance, rate. attendance rate. Yeah. Um, and with that, you get a free two-year degree. Now, now think about that for attendance. We, we have an issue in our state, not only retaining, but, you know, generating enough, you know, nurses and peoples and the trades and electricians and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, and so why not then for those who are good and willing to work and put a little bit of extra work to it, uh, they want to maintain a B average, uh, we'll send you to school for free. You get a two-year degree. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you get two years to do it, not four, not three and a half, not two and a half. You get two years. Right. So you do it, we'll, we'll pay for it. And I think that not only creates the incentive, but it also creates people who are naturally going to go into the trades and will end up increasing that, that issue as well. Um, and now I think that is a bold move. So rather than the money they came in from COVID coming into the state and finding absolutely ridiculous things to spend it on that are politically motivated, what about one of these that's actually going to benefit us mm-hmm. as a society and as a state, perhaps as a country, um, and incentivizing kids to go to school? I think that makes perfect sense to me. I, think I like the 529 idea with the 25 yeah. bucks. It opens up an account right off the bat when they're born. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, uh, but Ohio, paying kids to go to school, 
um, just because they have good attendance. How about you just pay them to um, uh, go to school after high school once they met goals? Mm-hmm. Give them some incentive. You know, I it, I I've got a a couple of thoughts on that. I'll, I'll we'll share them off air. Uh, here, as uh, again, our chatter is just uh, filler for your phone calls at 715-845-2155 as we're making financial sense. Yes, please sense give us a call and save us from you. Yes. I mean, ourselves or indeed, something. Or indeed. save you from us. There we go. Yeah. One of us needs to be reset. We'll uh, we'll put it that way if you've been with us from the start. Uh, one more thought I had on this, though, that I wanted to uh, to pick your brain on, Merle, with uh, with its automatic $25 into a 529 plan just for being born uh what does that do for creating financial literacy as well? Because I imagine that's probably a uh, uh, another part of this bill where the parents can say, hey, look what happened. You know, right away when we had you, we got $25 into this account. We've been uh, adding another 10 or 15 or 25 or 30, whatever they've chosen to add to it per month yeah. since then. Look at what that's grown to in seven years, in 10 years, in 12 years. Yeah, you know, we've actually had a conversation about this, you know, some time ago. And, and I don't think it's a, it's a bad idea at all. It, it adds to that literacy, which we just don't have right now. Um, so, by the way, this is, is sponsored by a Republican John Macko and um, uh, Democrat Evan Goyke. So let's make sure that we uh, put them in there for the, uh, that. And that's part of the things that they said, too, is, is it's going to have some financial literacy. And, and it may very well have that. Um you know, hopefully the kids, obviously when they're young, that's not going to, but you know, hopefully this $25 grows to a couple of bucks and they can see that and they start looking at it and saying, wow, look, it's actually gaining something and they grow something. I hope that's the case. I'm not sure if this is the avenue to do so. In my 35 years in this industry, and yes, next month marks 35 years I've been doing this. My word, who knows mm-hmm. how it's going to happen. So, so in here, one of the things I found that makes it um, really neat if you want to teach kids about investments and financial literacy is grandpa, grandma, go buy the kids um, uh, three shares of uh, Apple or Microsoft or something mm-hmm. that their name, they're familiar with what the name of it is. And I'm not saying to buy that stock for any other reason than the kids might know the name. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're not going to have one child that's out there uh, that's 10, 12 years old that doesn't know what Apple is as far as a company goes. And so when they can see that they own a piece of that and that's going up in value, that tends to really spark the kid's interest in, in looking at something. Um, so when you're picking up a name of something they know, um, unfortunately it's going to be some sort of a tech company because that's all they seem to know at this age. But um, uh, that that's that really fires kids up at that age when they're young. They don't know five twenty nine plans not going to do much good for them because they won't be able to see that. But buying a couple of shares of an individual stock works out tremendous. Um, from my experience in this industry for so long, works out great for kids. I believe the quote that uh, Mr. Goki had said. There was, we waited 20 months to open a 529 for our own child because we just didn't think to do it. Or, of course, we're doing parenting things and we didn't have the time to go in there and say. So $25 at 20 months. Can you do the math on it quick and say, like, okay, here's how much money they missed out on? Well, probably missed out of probably $2,000 they could have put in. They can still put that money in, but they're not going to get it at the earlier price of two two years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, So- Mark this, by the way. Um, Mr. Goyke is a Democrat. Okay. I agree with him. Seven. This doesn't happen often. Yeah. Not we're to play just, politics. We're just going just to pause yeah. right now, let that sink in. You hear angels? I do. 715-845-2155 is the number to call. If you have a question for Merle, we'll be back with more after this, but now a check on your news.
835 on this Saturday morning on AM 550 FM 99.9 WSAU and online at WSAU.com as well. I'm WSAU News Director Mike Leishner, joined as always by Merle Kelsch on this Saturday morning. We're making financial sense on what is a big Saturday for us here on WSAU. We always, uh, one of the things they teach you in a radio school is that uh, live programming is always better than the best of programming programming which is oh, what yeah. we're here for right now we are here live this is not a best of show this week so 715-845-2155 is the number to call if you have a question for merle also coming up later today live here on wsau we are going to have bucks basketball at 130 the bucks taking on the detroit pistons fingers crossed that that is going to be an automatic w the pistons setting records for futility this year and then at five o'clock Pre-game coverage begins for the Green Bay Packers as they take on the San Francisco 49ers in the divisional playoffs. So all kinds of stuff coming up live today here on WSAU. Again, 715-845-2155 is the number to call. Good morning. You're making financial sense with Merle Kelch. Who are we talking to? Hi. Good morning. This is Sylvia. I have a question about double E-bonds. Okay. I have several left. I have cashed in quite a few this year already, um, all the 30-year ones. So now the rest of them are like 20 years and less or more. Okay. So what should I do? I have to cash them because my husband died, and he only had me as a beneficiary on there. And so if I don't cash them, I... Two daughters are going to have to go through probate to get this. Okay. So my question is, what should I do with the rest of them, being they're not 30 years yet? Well, there's there's going to be a certain value that's associated with them, um, obviously. Now, have you ever have you gone to treasurydirect.gov and looked up the prices or anything like that, or is your bank well, told you? Well, I did, I did go there okay. some time ago when I first found out about these. Okay. But I'm not real financially... You know, I, I guess it just didn't, I couldn't get the answers really to what I was looking for. It took okay. too, too much time or whatever. Well, Sylvia, first of all, you've done the harder job than probably 80 or 90% of the, of America would have done, which is you actually went and priced them already. So good job. You did a nice job. Thanks. So, so Sylvia, in here, um, I guess, let me ask you the question. Um, you have to cash them in no matter what. You sold them. What is it you want to do with the money afterwards? Is that what your question is? Well, see, I'm, I haven't filed my taxes yet this year. Okay. And I know I did ask um, my tax um, advisor about it, and he said that, yes, it is going to cost, you know, it's going to make my taxes this year higher because I cashed all those in already. That's yeah. kind of why I quit because I thought maybe I'll have to do the rest now for this next year just because of taxes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did they project what the taxes might be? No, at that time we just, this is about, well, he died about a year ago. Okay. So at that time he just said, yeah, you know, as you use them, they are going to cost, you know, they're going to make your taxes go up because right. if you, you know, I'm getting the money. Correct. So so in here, um, I'm not exactly sure how the taxes are going to go on double E's. And, and, and as I'm saying this, I apologize, Sylvie, because, you know, I should know this off the top of my head and I don't. Um, but my suspicion is, is that the double E's are going to be taxed on a capital gain. And so uh, the capital gain on the double E's um, um, isn't going to be that much just because they've been longer term. 
Um, but the, probably the thing to do is to say, you know, what was the face value? What did you guys buy them for? And so the, the um, I'm sorry, not the face value, but what did you buy them for versus what they cashed in? And you're going to have to pay some sort of taxes on that. Um, so, so with that, talking to your tax advisor is going to be the, the person to chat with. Um, but I don't think you're going to get hit as bad as you think. So unless you've got, you know, you cashed in um, $50,000 worth inside of your hand, I don't think the taxes are going to be as bad as you might think. Well, then the other question is, you said, you know, how he got these was the the company he worked for. Okay. Put, put in $50 and he put in $50. Okay. So they were $100 when they were bought back in the day. Mm-hmm. And if I may ask, how much did you sell them for? And start the company's money. Okay. So now he has to pay taxes on just the part that was his money, or does he have to pay taxes on the whole hundred? Um. Well, taxes are going to be paid. Have to be paid on the whole hundred. Uh, the question is, what happens with the uh, the fifty dollars that was donated from the company? But that should have been taken care of um, at the time. Again. This is where you're really going to have to chat with your tax preparer on that, um, on how that goes. Um, okay. Usually, if you get something that was half donated, that donation is supposed to be done by the employer at the time the donation was given. Such as they put $100 inside of a bond, 50 came from the employer, 50 came from your husband. So that $50 had to be accounted for by the employer at that point in time. Um, so I'm, suspic- I'm, I'm suspecting that that was the case already. Um, okay. So, But you still have to pay the... the uh, you know, the value of, of, of the gain inside of it. Um, um, I'm certain. So I would talk with your financial, prof- I'm sorry, your, your tax preparer, um, and chat with them about the taxes on it. But I don't think it's as, as, as bad as you might think. Now, Sylvia, may I ask, um, how much have you cashed in at this point in time? Well, I don't even know because I haven't got all my papers in yet for taxes from the banks and stuff. It's just starting to come now. So I haven't, seen it yet, but I know that I cashed in, oh, I must have cashed in, I think about, ha- I, maybe, because they were the 30-year ones, because then mm-hmm. I got more for those, and then I think I cashed in a couple, t- 20 years, but the the money I got was less, and that was another thing, like when they cashed them in, like they started out like at $157. Right. And they went all the way down, all the same. Then the next time I went, it was the same. Then the next time I went, it was all different. Mm-hmm. Well, I was wondering how come that, you know, they can be all the same and then they'll all be different. It's because the interest left. rate's going up. So when the interest rates go up and down, it changes the value of the bonds. Um, the the double E's, like any other bond, they mature at the full face value on the date of maturity. So prior to that, the prices can actually vary up and down as a result. Okay, so now these ones that I have left, um, if I even they're they're only twenty years, the value is go- I'm going to get less for them because they're only twenty years, mm-hmm. and some of our, our they go all the way to two thousand. The ones I have left are from ninety five to two thousand now. Okay, that's when they were bought, or is that when they matured? That's that is the year they were taken out. Okay. Okay. So it's, it's really nothing more than a, than a price standpoint. But um, we just looked it up as we were talking here. And on here, you certainly are going to have to pay taxes from what your price is and, and the, the gain along uh, you know, that you've, uh, you've had for the years. You're going to have to pay taxes. 
Um, so, so in that, um, you'll just have a little bit of work through your tax account, but I don't think you're going to have taxes as bad as you might think. Well, I hope not. Yeah. Well, make sure you hold a little bit inside of the, you know, uh, inside of the bank to uh, cover the cost of the taxes. So I'd, I'd at least maybe hold, you know, 20% or so aside from whatever you're taking out to uh, help cover the cost of the taxes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've listened to your show many Saturdays and well, I always you. enjoy it. And I thought, Maybe I'll call and see what you have to say about it because yeah. the only other person that seemed to know much was the tax advisor. So, well, they must be a very smart person. <laughs> yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank All you. Right. You have a great day. You too. Bye. All right. Bye bye now. Again, thank you for the call. 715-845-2155 is the number to call if you also have a, a question for Merle. And Merle, there's a great point uh, in there. Obviously, uh, a very complex uh, issue. Uh, but there's a great point to be had in it in that somebody like you and somebody like our friend Alan Halgum, who occasionally fills in for you here on this show, mm-hmm. you, you all have to be on the same page for something like this because there's a lot of complexities going on here when you're talking about the taxes on something like that and what uh, the financial gain tends to be. Mm-hmm. So you have to have that open line of communication between uh, all three parties. Otherwise, yeah, something's yeah. going to get lost. And what's going to end up happening when that happens? Well, chances are somebody like me is, or the average person, is going to end up paying more in taxes. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I've said it for a long term, in, in a long time, and I believe that, is that the best thing that a person can do throughout the course of their lifetime of putting money away and saving for retirement, that whole bit, is to use a financial professional and an accountant and an attorney um, that all know each other. And, and the reason I said it is because it really becomes real easy for information to go back and forth. And so... Uh, we have many clients that um, work with Alan Halgum, and they also work with a tax preparer that uh, we have, um, and myself. And it's real easy because we simply ask, is it okay if we share this information and have conversations about your case back and forth between the uh, the other people? Um, and and the stuff flies. I mean, it just gets done because you don't have all that extra time with you running around. We can just get it done because we do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I recommend it. It's, it's a really good way in which you do so. And you want all three people in your uh, world anyway. Yeah, indeed. 715-845-2155 is the number to call. We do have time for one more uh, quick phone call here before we get to this day with Chris Conley. Good morning. You're making financial sense with Merle Kelch. Who are we talking to today? Morning. This is Joe Kasmerkowski. Morning, Joe. What can I help you with? Well, a question on the 529. Yep. It's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of a two-part. Is that pre-tax or post-tax, the yep. money that you would contribute in there? Post-tax. Post-tax. And is it allowable for a grandparent to contribute into the same account as the parents? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, those are easy questions, Joe. Come on, keep going. (laughs) Well, (laughs) you don't don't want to get into the rest of my life, trust me. (laughs) Uh, You know, Joe, let, let let me interject for you and for everybody listening. So I'm a grandparent, and I put money away for my grandkids, and it's the coolest thing I do, even though they have no idea what the heck it means. So I'm the boring grandpa. My wife is the cool grandma. She buys all the toys um, until later on, hopefully. But there's a benefit to me as a grandparent putting the money away for school inside of the 529 plan and having the kids um, contribute for the grandkids um, because when it comes to the FAFSA, and I can never say that thing properly, FAFSA, FAFSA. free application for federal student aid. There we go. Um, So when it comes to that, 
Um, the money that I'm putting in, and it's just in my name, it does not count in that calculation because it's out of the kids, our kids' names, um, because it's in ours as a trustee. And so there's a great benefit doing it that way. Um, so, Joe, chat with your kids. I think it's a great plan. Terrific. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome, Joe. All right. Yep. Thanks for calling. Again, 715-845-2155 is the number to call if you have a question for Merle. Uh, the only reason I know FAFSA is because it uh, wasn't that long that I was filling them out uh, myself sure. as well. well. Well, a little longer than I'd like to admit, but still. <laughs> there's certain words in this language that just don't make any sense, and that's one of them to me. I can never say it. <laughs> 715-845-2155 is the number to call. We'll be back with more with Merle after this, but first, here's Chris Conley with this day. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your attorney, accountant, financial advisor, or tax advisor prior to investing. This show contains forward-looking statements that may not come true. Securities Investment Advisory Services offered through Grove Point Financial, member FINRA SIPC, Grove Point Financial, and Kelch Associates are unaffiliated companies. And folks, this program is intended for Wisconsin residents only. Online at WSAU.com as well. We always appreciate uh, those who listen uh, online, wherever it is you are, but of course... Uh, the specific uh, advice and uh, information that we are giving is, as we just heard there, for Wisconsin residents only. Yeah. Laws may be different in your state, so do take that into account if you're one who likes to stream the show from another state. Well, so that, that's exactly what it pops up is we have to simply because uh, people listen from all over the place now. So We've kind of gotten calls from the Twin Cities of Minnesota. So, uh, And yeah. speaking of calls, of course, we always have time for yours at 715-845-2155. Uh, Merle, we were talking earlier, it's been a great week uh, for those in the yeah, investment world. Uh, and I, I hear you have more good news to bring I, well, us. Well, I have some good news in, in regards because in regards because you know one of my favorite birds in my saddle has similarly gotten better. So, um, of course, over the course of this uh, past week or so, um, there is now a Bitcoin ETF, which is called an exchange-traded fund. So an exchange-traded fund is essentially you're buying a collection or a basket of some sort of an entity or entities or investment of some nature that you can buy and sell back and forth like an individual stock. So that said, an article uh, by Christine Azelis as well as Francis Yu, uh, which says Bitcoin ETF just had their first week of trading. Uh, here's who's winning and here's who's losing. And I'm not necessarily on who's winning or who's losing at this particular point, but essentially BlackRock, who started it, um, is taking a lot of money in coming up because they started the ETF and it's going. Um, there's other shares that are doing the same thing. But uh, my article on my take on this whole thing is, so why then would I or you and I as individuals go out and just try to simply buy Bitcoin directly now? Um, where if we try to do a Bitcoin directly, as we've said so many times in this program, we have to remember the huge code mm-hmm. and all that stuff back and forth, where now we can buy a ETF, an exchange-traded fund, um, they're going to do that work in theory for us, um, but we can buy and sell it. We also have a customer service department. Um, so so with it, I still don't like Bitcoin. I still don't right. think it's a real investment, but at least you can have somebody who's going to take care of the math. So if you're going to screw up, you at least have somebody to yell at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, indeed. And that's why I laugh when you say uh, they actually have a customer service department, because as yeah. we've said on this show before, again, and this is Merle's take on uh, Bitcoin, but I've just heard it so much that I can actually recite it from memory. Uh, you are investing in a computer program. Again, the way I understand it in some of these cases, your computer, which uh, may be in your basement hooked up to a super cooling system, is actually helping 
uh, move money around from one account to another. Like every time you use your debit card at a store and you're getting just a fraction of a cent of that transaction, but you're doing so many of them in a day that, hey, maybe your computer makes five bucks in a day or something if like that. If it's mining, yeah, that's, that's kind of part of the, the, mm-hmm. the plan that goes out there. But so, now yeah. if you have, say, a dedicated customer service representative, is that customer service representative then an AI-generated chatbot that's just running the math? Or, you know, as you said, is it somebody that can actually say, yes, let's help get your password reset for your account? Well, I actually think <laughs> it's, it's, it's even easier than that. So if it's an exchange-traded fund, you have an advisor or a financial professional someplace that's buying that share of that ETF of that $1,000 you want. And so if you want to sell it, you call them and say, okay, sell my shares. I want to get my $1,000 and or plus or minus wherever the marketplace went, may have been. Um, I want to sell those shares and uh, get my money back. So it's as simple as that now versus trying to do all the rest as you were talking about before. So if it is that you want to invest in these sort of things, it's just become much easier for you uh, to do so. Um, as far as put that money away, diversification, and uh, you have somebody to yell at. Yeah, and uh, and and I know that there's a lot of applications out there that have tried to make the Bitcoin, the EFT, uh, or excuse me, the Bitcoin cryptocurrency trade that much easier. Even if you're somebody like me who occasionally uses Venmo for payments uh, between friends, you log on to your Venmo account right there. And it says Bitcoin, like learn about Bitcoin mm-hmm. here. We'll take $5 invested in something for you. And uh, you can learn right there from the app, which I would always tread lightly on because how much of this complex uh, scenario can the app actually teach you? Or are you just simply trading math on a computer screen for fun because you're bored? Yeah, but yeah. but this seems like a, a way to do it that would me- make uh, a whole lot more sense than that even. Well, it's making this so it's becoming regulated. So think about this with Bitcoin and just like you have in Cash App, the same thing. Um, you know, buy Bitcoin. Well, think about this. Um, it's not regulated. They can just simply put that in there. I can't go through and say um, uh, bet on this game and put it on the app. I can't go in there and say uh, buy 50 shares of XYZ stock and put it on the app because all that stuff is regulated. That just simply shows the lack of regulation that goes along. Uh, with the um, uh, bitcoins and the other um, uh, types of uh, uh, coin and so forth. Yeah, and and that's what makes me leery uh, about it to begin with. Now, with uh, with what you're talking about here with an EFT like this, now my question is, does this mean somebody like me that just has a 401k through their employer, does this mean it's conceivable that our 401k provider could look at this and say, oh, this is something we're going to invest that money in, and then all of a sudden now, hey, maybe we are bought in to Bitcoin a little bit. Uh, would that maybe legitimize it a, a little more? I don't know if it necessarily legitimizes it. Um, and you're not going to, you're, you're probably not, let me say that, you're probably not going to see a, a ETF, Bitcoin ETF inside of your 401k. But uh, maybe one of the funds within your 401k has the ability to use that Bitcoin ETF within their fund. Um, that certainly uh, could and very well might be the case. So not necessarily something like with AI, where we're likely if you have a 401k, you're already invested in it because a lot of these funds are looking at AI stocks and things like that. But in our in them, but yeah, yeah. But um, it, it could be close. It could uh, be close. It, it could be the case. But remember, um, these managers inside of your 401k also have to um, have the ability to explain why they're investing in something. Um, and it usually... Um, when you use the terms that I feel or I think it's cool, those are bad reasons to invest in things. And so uh, that's probably going to be the, the instance. 
with ETFs inside of Bitcoin and other sort of Bitcurrency. You, you don't know what you just did right there, but you just actually gave the premise for the entire Apple TV series we crashed, which I finished <laughs> last night. Cool. I think it's cool, so it's going to work. Yeah. We'll get to that more maybe next week. We'll, we'll, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll let Merle get a chance to watch that, and we'll review it. Merle, uh, if somebody wants to get a hold of you uh, during the week, uh, how do they do that? Folks, stop in and say hello and hi on 3rd Avenue and Bridge Street. Come on and kick the tires, have some coffee. I mean, give us a call locally, 715-849-3600. Outside of the Wausau area at 866-355-5100. Or you can always find us online at kelchandassociates.com. Again, he's Merle Kelch. We've been making financial sense here on AM550 FM 99.9 WSAU and online at WSAU.com as well. Join us again next week at uh, 8 o'clock. In the more immediate future, join us later this afternoon for Milwaukee Bucks basketball. Hopefully, fingers crossed, it'll be a, a win for the Bucks coming off that loss earlier this week to Cleveland as they take on the Detroit Pistons. The Pistons have been setting records for futility this year, so hopefully that's a good sign for Milwaukee today. We'll have the pregame coverage for that at 1.30. Tip-off is at 2 o'clock. And then coming your way at 5, it's Green Bay Packer football in the divisional round of the playoffs as the Packers travel west to take on the San Francisco 49ers. Again, we'll have the pregame coverage coming your way at 5 p.m. Game day coverage runs all the way through 1 a.m., with your chance to talk about it uh, after the game with Packers overtime as well. That's all coming up next here on WSAU.